Looking for inspiring destinations, incredible places to stay, and the most exciting bucket list experiences to travel to next? Welcome to Destination Everywhere with hospitality and travel entrepreneurs Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. Having traveled to over 100 countries, Todd and Andy bring you unique perspectives with celebrities in the know, hospitality experts, and native connoisseurs to discover must-dos and inspirational destinations to plan your next trip for business or pleasure. So pack your bags and get ready as we bring you Destination Everywhere with Todd and Andy. Nestled in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Western North Carolina, Asheville boasts what Rolling Stone magazine called one of the country's most vital music hubs. And with the nickname of Beer City USA and local eateries referring to themselves as Foodtopians, it seems they're staking a claim as an eclectic must-visit destination. Awe-inspiring views and home to the Biltmore Estate, Asheville still holds secrets to be discovered. In today's episode, we will speak to the Omni Grove Park Inn, a historic resort that has welcomed several U.S. presidents. And stay tuned for a local's musical guide to the city with Whitney Moore, band leader of Queen Bee and the Honey Lovers. Get down with colorful farmer's markets, beautiful scenic drives, hiking or stand-up paddleboarding, and relax with a cold microbrew and bluegrass music. Welcome to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Asheville. Welcome, everyone, to Destination Everywhere. In this episode, we are talking Asheville, North Carolina, a great, great four-season destination for both business and for pleasure. What I love about Asheville is that it has a great local scene, but you can also go there and have a large conference or trade show or business meeting because it's in a great location and there's so much to do, so many bucket list items. Todd, what's been your experience in Asheville? No, what's great about Asheville, it's proximity to so many places. It's ease of access to get to because I think it's one of those places if you go, you're going to want a car because you're not going to want to be stuck. So for people that are coming from the Southeast and the Mid-Atlantic regions of the United States, it's great because you can bring your car, you can bring your pets, you bring your kids and then just kind of home base from there. But it's absolutely gorgeous place. It's got so many outdoor activities, which I absolutely love. I love being in the outdoors because it's all season. There's always something to do there. Yeah, I know. It's warm and sunny in the um, summer and has some of the most beautiful fall foliage in the fall. And you can stay and have ski. There's ski resorts and you can enjoy winter sports. There's so many things to do in Asheville. On top of it, it has award-winning hotels, which is really great for business. But then you can stay in an Airbnb or a really classic bed and breakfast. So that is one of those special places that really um, is for, for everybody. And we're actually going to speak to special guests today. And one of them is a recent transplant there. So we're going to get their perspective. And the other is a lifelong resident of Asheville. So we'll be able to get her perspective as well. Yeah. And I think Asheville is one of those places that has changed so much in a short time. Yeah. I can remember my parents talking about Asheville and how nice it was to go there. But now there's activities and there's things for a younger generation to do, including the music scene, which we're going to hit on later in the episode, which I'm excited about. Great. Well, who are our guests today? So we've got two wonderful guests. We've got Jennifer Wagner. Jennifer is with the Omni Grove Park Inn, which is a very historic property. It's beautiful, set in the mountains. 
So she's going to tell us a little bit more about that property and some of her favorite things to do in Asheville. She's a transplant. She's lived a little bit everywhere. So we're going to get her perspective on it. So she's got some comparisons for us. And then we have Whitney Moore. And Whitney is going to be talking a little bit about the music scene in Asheville, which is absolutely wonderful. Whitney is a singer. They have a swing group. And she is the queen bee of the band Queen Bee and the Honey Lovers. So we're going to have a great conversation with her upcoming. Yeah, I think she might even sing for us too. She has a song about Asheville. Well, hopefully we can get her to sing for us. So we'll see what she does. Awesome. But, you know, that said, we are going to take a quick break. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Asheville. Hi, and welcome back to Destination Everywhere. We are here with a very special guest. We have the special event manager for the Omni Grove Park Inn, Jennifer Wagner. So, Jennifer, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about what you do for people when they want to come there and get that over-the-top experience. What are some of the requests that you have and services that you provide? So mainly my job here is to plan all of our guest-facing events, which means our holiday weekends, any of our winter concert series events, which happen over the course of the winter, and we bring in big acts like the Glenn Miller Orchestra comes and does a big band weekend for us. I also manage the National Gingerbread House Competition. So we service hundreds of bakers who create beautiful pieces and bring them here to the hotel every year. And all of the gingerbread competition, these are all on display around the hotel. I'm take it, right? Usually, yes, they are out on display in the hotel. We do have the grand prize winner on display throughout the year, every year here at the hotel. It's quite an ask to have that piece stand up for a full year because a requirement of that competition is that it has to be 100% edible. So they can't use anything like a traditional glue or dowels inside of the piece to hold it up. They have to get really creative with how that piece will stand for the full year. And then you got to prevent your guests from eating it for an entire year. It's in a display case. We account for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then who's judging that competition? We have a panel of nine judges that also come from all over the country. Our lead judge is Chef Nicholas Lodge out of Atlanta. He owns a sugar art school, which is the Nicholas Lodge School of Sugar Arts. We also have Carla Hall. Usually, this will be her third year actually participating with us. She's from the Chew and Top Chef fame. But we also have some great culinary professionals specializing in cakes and sugars and a Metropolitan Museum of Art curator as well out of New York. So a great range of talents and perspectives to judge these pieces. So how does the hotel prep? I mean, you've had, I think, every president almost in recent history. We've had 10 presidents altogether, yes. <laughs> 10 presidents? Mm -hmm. So how does the hotel prep for something like that? It really depends. I mean, the most recent president we've had was President Obama, who stayed with us twice. One before he was president and once after he became president. But when he was president, we kind of had to block off a large part of the hotel to ensure his security. So he stayed over in the Vanderbilt wing. We blocked off the whole level above him and below him to make sure that everyone was staying a safe distance away. But yeah, there's a lot of vetting that goes on of our hotel staff when we have a president here on property. <laughs> and did he play golf? Because you guys have a beautiful 18-hole course. Yes. Yes, he played golf for sure. We actually have his set of clubs here on property that he used to play our golf course. <laughs> 
Jennifer, what are some of your past favorite events that you've actually produced there that that guests love? We've talked about the ginger, the gingerbread house. We've talked about, but all these are such great bucket list. We've talked about the Glenn Miller Big Band Weekend, but all these are bucket list items too. I mean, people can stay there at, at an iconic property, but they can also do these incredible things. Give us some other activities or events that you guys have done in the past that really stand out. Sure. Well, we annually do a Salute to Fitzgerald weekend, which highlights F. Scott Fitzgerald. He was a guest of ours back in 1935 and 1936. We actually have his two guest rooms marked as they were back then. There are two adjoining rooms. One was used as his writing. The other was used for sleeping, and they overlook our front courtyard area. But in September, around his birthday every year, we do celebrate his presence here and usually do a room tour situation where we bring in a professor from Western North Carolina to talk about the history of that. And we usually try to have some fun events around that as well. In the past, we've had a gin and jazz social. I think Mr. Fitzgerald would have approved of this type of event. (laughs) (laughs) It's all very Gatsby, isn't it? I love it. Yes. Our guests are encouraged to come fully dressed. Oh, Dress up, we're coming, we're coming. We get to dress up, how much fun. We love a theme party. (laughs) That's amazing. And how far are you from downtown if they want to get out of the hotel and go do something a little more local? Honestly, guests could walk if they're up for it. Not that far at all. It's probably just a few minutes in an Uber, but it is a nice walk. You come down through a historic neighborhood when you leave the hotel heading toward town. So it's kind of enjoyable to view all those beautiful homes. And so what is your favorite? So you've been there five years now. What is your like one thing, your ultimate favorite thing to do in Asheville as a local? <laughs> Eat. <laughs> Eat. What's your favorite restaurant outside the hotel? Ooh, I am always a fan of a good cheeseburger. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so the combo of a delicious beer and a cheeseburger, I enjoy High Wire Brewing. And they actually partner with Foothills, who has a food truck that lives on their property and it's just the perfect combination for me. The cheeseburger, a low it at High Wire. It's a great evening. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us on Destination Everywhere. We look forward to visiting you soon in Asheville, a beautiful, beautiful city that um, has become a national treasure in the last 10, 20 years. Everyone just loves to go there. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Nice to talk with you guys. <laughs> thank you, Jennifer. Good luck to you. At AMI, we're passionate about meeting connections that change lives. For over 20 years, we have traveled our clients all over the globe, supporting their business goals and helping them stand apart. From hotel sourcing to audiovisual magic, we'll make your corporate meeting or event second to none. Go to AmericanMeetings.com to learn more. American Meetings, AMI, meeting planning perfected. Welcome back to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Asheville, North Carolina. Love Asheville. We love it. And we're going to talk about some bucket list items, but obviously Asheville's got a lot of things going on. They got a funky downtown. They've got a ton of art galleries, booming culinary scene and music scene. But something I always like to talk about when we're talking about a destination, I'm always like, what movies were filmed there? Because I think, I think for me, it puts it in perspective and then it kind of triggers a memory. But the movies that were filmed in Asheville, based on our research, was there were scenes from Dirty Dancing actually filmed in Asheville. Oh, wow. Do you know which ones? I don't, but I'm sure we could do a little more research and find out and maybe the actual spots. But probably, if I'm guessing, it's probably the stuff out in the water. Because I know the inn. Oh, yeah. 
I think the the actual lodge that was used for Kellerman's is in Virginia, but I think a lot of maybe the outdoor scenes, I don't know, maybe some of the cabins, but I think that's cool. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Scenes from The Hunger Games. And again, if you have to guess which scenes, it's probably when they're out hunting each other in the woods and things like that. And then a few of the running scenes from Forrest Gump, which is kind of cool. (laughs) But he did run entirely across the country, but he was a Southern kid who just went on a journey. So those were some of the movies. If you know of any more, reach out and let us know. But now let's talk about some of the bucket list items, which are great. Top 10 bucket list for Asheville. The top 10. So of course I'm going to start, and this one's not going to be a surprise to anybody, is the Biltmore Estate. Oh man. The Biltmore Estate, it's America's largest home. It sits on 8,000 acres in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and it was built by George Vanderbilt. So it was a private residence at one time. Now it's just an amazing estate. And and the thing about the Biltmore and, and you know, anybody who plans ahead, they plan to go see it in Christmas time or the holiday season because it is decked out. It is charming. It's that Southern feel. It's, it's just a beautiful spot. But on the estate, you can find the Biltmore home, winery, gardens, Antler Hill Village. And it has tons of history, of course. So if you're a history buff, you can just pursue it all day long. You can stay on the property in either the Village Hotel, the Inn, or the Cottage. And it offers just a wide variety of estate tours. And you can even go like uh, do a behind-the-scenes tour of the winery and, and tasting. Yeah, definitely a bucket list item. Without a doubt. But plan ahead because those things do fill, especially at certain times of the year. All right. So my first bucket list is actually paddleboarding on the French Broad River, which is the river that actually runs through Asheville. And it's the third oldest river on the planet, if you can imagine. It helps shape the Appalachian Mountains. And it's absolutely beautiful because you're actually in the downtown area, but you can paddleboard and then also go and keep going and kind of go into, into nature. So it's really fantastic. And I highly recommend it if you go to Asheville. Todd, what's next? Well, something that they've kind of created in Asheville is it's a new water sport. It's the Belliac. What's and that? Well, the Belliac, <laughs> like it sounds, is basically a kayak, but you're laying on your stomach. And instead of using an oar to paddle, you're using your arms and swimming a little bit. I've actually done that, but not on purpose. Like I've fallen out of my kayak and had to go down the rapids on my stomach before. Well, it sounds like when you take a (laughs) surfboard out and you're paddling out past the break to try to get some waves, you know, you're just, you're getting that comfortable spot, which, you know, is probably a lot more comfortable than standing because that can be tiring sometimes. But the belly jacket was invented by, by locals and you can do it in whitewater or to surf in the ocean. And it's just a great form of exercise. So lots of places to belly act there. That's great. So mine is a real local one, and it it happens every Friday night in downtown in Pritchard Park, and it is in Asheville Drum Circle. And so this is an actual local tradition with local musicians in a circle and tourists, and they are invited to play, dance, or just watch and enjoy the atmosphere. So a lot of fun, free, and just really get a taste of, of the real Asheville. So a drum circle Friday night in Asheville is that bucket list item. Yeah, depending on where you are, drum circles can get a little bizarre too. You know? <laughs> but I'm sure this one's probably a little more tame, but we've been to a couple that, that turn into something a little crazy. I've got a great one. For those who are into wellness and yoga, there is a namaste in nature tours. So this, you you venture out with a guide to hidden waterfalls and peaceful uh, peaceful spots and you find the best 
yoga hikes. And I think that would just be great. Going with a guide, going out, enjoying it, and then just getting your yoga on. Pull out your mat and be near a waterfall and just meditate for a little bit. That's great. That's great. And guys, speaking of wellness, um, we have the Asheville Salt Cave, which is a comfy salon with uh, therapeutic massages. And they have a Himalayan salt room, <laughs> which is supposedly pretty incredible. I've never done it, but I've he- heard great things about it, especially great for your circulatory system. And they also have a zero gravity chair to experience. So you have ambient music and you're relaxed and it helps you drift into a peaceful slumber and into your <laughs> own meditation. So definitely want to try that out and definitely fits the culture of Asheville. That's probably got to be pretty good for your sinuses too, if, if you're a congested person. I mean... I mean, I don't know, but I got to look into the benefits of uh, salt <laughs> because I think it's a one of those just wonder. Yeah, I've heard great things. I've heard great things. So going from wellness to funness, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the breweries. There is an amazing craft beer scene in Asheville. There's over 50 breweries in the region. Asheville is often referred to as Beer City USA for good reason. Yum. And of course, we recommend Highland Brewing Company, the New Belgian Liquid Center, and Wedge Brewing Company because they oftentimes have food trucks parked outside. So you can enjoy your beer, but be sure that you you balance it out with a little bit of, of sustenance. And you can also do tours of these. There's a, a brew cruise. So check out one of these tours and get a behind the scenes look at one of these craft uh, breweries because it, it could be a lot of fun. And of course, the sampling is just amazing. Awesome. So Todd and I have been to a lot of places and we've done a lot of things over our lives, but the next one I'd never heard of and it's something that I would definitely want to put on my bucket list, which is a foraging tour. So it's called the No Tastes Like Home Tour. And it's actually where you walk through the forest and the city and actually pick things that are edible. And you're with a guide and that guide takes you all the way through, talks to you about what to pick, what not to pick and why. And then actually takes you to a fine restaurant or the Grove Park Inn, and they take your ingredients and they actually cook you a meal with the ingredients that that you cooked as an appetizer. So what a great experience and something that really is educational as well as fun. Yeah, that's uh, for an ambitious person. I I don't still know if I would trust myself, but I I think that's a really cool thing to do is go out and find mushrooms. I I always look at mushrooms and I'm like, are those safe to eat? You know, when you see them growing outside. Then you should go on the tour. You should go on the tour and learn. Well, you're right. You know, I'll be (laughs) No, it does sound a lot of fun. And and I think that would be a great experience. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to the owner to get get some information on this. And was it really interesting? He said there's actually more things in like the, the city, just in regular landscaping that you can eat and saute, and, and it's very, very good and edible. So they do a lot within the city, but he also takes you out into some of the more remote areas to do like mushrooming and things like that. That just sounds awesome because you can take those ingredients then and then go to a restaurant and get it prepared correctly, which is even better. Yeah. For those that like, again, an outdoor activity, there's Sliding Rock. And our producer, Lauren, has been to this and she said it was a lot of fun. It's a 60-foot natural mountain waterfall in Pisgah National Forest. And then you you pledge into a pool below along Looking Glass Creek. So that just sounds like a great time. It sounds like a commercial for soda when you if you see something like that in the summertime. It's just beautiful. So definitely check it out. Yeah. And then one of the most beautiful times a year to go, and we'll wrap up our top 10 list, is fall foliage. And we actually hear our guests talk about the fall foliage season. I think what's really great about it is easy to get to in the southeast. And there's some of the top apple picking in the nation right outside the city of Asheville with dozens and dozens of apple orchards 
And a lot of them offer free visits and you get apples and allows you to pick your own apples and enjoy warm apple cider and get the, the entire fall foliage experience. So you can do an entire fall foliage, you know, if you start in the Northeast at the sometimes end of September, early October, and then just slowly drive your way down. And it kind of would end right about, you know, Asheville, maybe a little further south. But yeah, there's a great destination everywhere, right? Yeah, you know, and just come on down. And it probably takes, what, a month? Because that's how the it, it would go if it's starting peaking in, what, late October, early November in Asheville. So that would be a wonderful activity. Awesome. Well, Todd, who's our next guest? We'll be right back. Who are we speaking to? We're going to come back with Whitney Moore, who is the queen of Queen Bee and the Honey Lovers, a swing band in Asheville, a a local. A very popular swing band, award-winning swing band. And she is several generations in local in Asheville. So she's going to give us uh, her perspective on this wonderful location. So we will be right back. Bountiful valley, way up high, fertile and green land of the sky, tip of the Blue Ridge mountain range, lengthy autumn's lingering springs, up on the parkway, take a drive, float down the French broad, take a dive, maybe enjoy a local brew, all that and the Biltmore too in Asheville. Welcome back to this episode of Destination Everywhere Asheville. We are excited to have our next guest. We have Whitney Moore, who is the band leader for Queen Bee and the Honey Lovers, a band based out of Asheville. So welcome. How are you today, Whitney? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I've got to know the history of the name first before anything else, because that tells so much about a band and the lead singer. So How did you become Queen Bee? I'm assuming you're the Queen Bee. Yeah. (laughs) So actually, my husband and I are real into gardening and kind of suburban homesteading as much as we can with the little bit of land we have. And we wanted to get bees. And so we were looking into it and mentioned to a friend of ours, you know, wouldn't it be great to have bees? And I said, do you like honey? And he said, man, I don't just like honey. I love honey. I am a honey lover. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that would be a cute name for a swing band. Cause I was kind of trying to think of a name, you know, for the project I had in mind. And I said, what about the honey lovers? And my husband goes, well, then you'd have to be the queen bee. (laughs) So that's where it came from. So tell us a little bit about kind of where you perform and and what your crowds are like. So we're so lucky to have a a pretty up-and-coming, decent scene of swing jazz, trad jazz music here. And we play all over town and also around the Southeast, I mean, and occasionally on the West Coast. But there's really a surprising number of gigs. I mean, we're able to play all over kind of whenever. And so are all the other bands. Like, we've got plenty of venues and scenes. There's somewhere to go dancing of some type every night of the week here and swing dancing, I'd say two or three nights a week, you can find a band to go swing dancing to, which, which is really fun. I don't know if you've been to swing dancing, but it's its whole wonderful scene. Absolutely. Well, you know, I kind of think like, you know, there's this kind of a rockabilly feel, you know, that there's a place in, in Fort Lauderdale that they do swing, but then it kind of like they come in outfits, they come dressed to, to impress. They're dapper. They know how to move. Now, do you guys dress while you perform? We do dress up. And it's funny, I feel like our scene is kind of distinct from the rockabilly scene, just in in kind of vibe. I think at least my band and and kind of the folks here in Asheville lean more towards the kind of trad jazz swing perspective. So, you know, it's going to be 
less 50s influence. So, you know, it's it's more 30s influenced music. And so you're not going to have, you know, electric guitars or like kind of that rockin' edge that you get with that later music. However, people definitely still love to dress up and it's still a real lighthearted vibe. And we certainly try to dress and, you know, I don't take people, transport people a little bit, you know, create a whole ethos around what we do. And you guys have been doing this for a few years. You actually already won some awards at the 2020 Music Video Asheville Awards. Yeah. How fun is the Asheville, the Music Video Asheville Awards? It sounds like something that people should put on their bucket list. Yes, it's so fun. And we, in true Asheville style, you know, they literally roll out a red carpet and people come, you know, there's paparazzi with their cameras, but it's Asheville style. So, you know, everyone's dressed in their own kind of quirky, wonderful creations Oh, that's great. What time of year is it? It usually happens in, I want to say, April. We just had it virtually, of course, this year. But usually, I, I want to say, I think it was in April last year. That sounds like it would be a lot of fun to go to. Yes. Oh, so fun. Now, let's talk about the album, because the album, the namesake is Asheville, which is really cool. So basically, you're telling a story about Asheville in this album and even in the songs. And we'll get to some of the songs in a second. So why did you decide to do that? I mean, is it from there, the music's there, but you're like, okay, this is, I'm making an anthem here for this town. So as I mentioned, I'm an Asheville native and I'm an Asheville native of many generations. So my family's been in the area since the early 20th century. And I grew up very close to my grandparents. They lived next door and I spent a ton of time with them. And hearing all these stories about old Asheville and, of course, also listening to their Benny Goodman records and such. So I think they helped to kind of cement my love of that classic swing sound. And Asheville's been changing so much in the last 10 years. Big buildings going up and folks moving here from all over and just kind of our scene has changed so much, which I love, you know, I mean, I think it's really a better place for creatives like me. And there's, you know, a lot more going on, but we're also kind of paving paradise to put up a parking lot. You know, we're losing a lot of the charm that had people want to visit here in the first place. And so I really felt drawn to preserve some of those stories and some of that history, just to try to remind people who was here before, like who built the town and and those kinds of things. Let's talk a little bit about some of the lyrics in the title song, Asheville, which really focus on some special things about the city, right? So there's actually lyrics in there about float down the French, the French <laughs> Yeah. Where do the goats go to play, to do yoga like Bikram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where the goats do yoga like Bikram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. There's a ghost story in yes. Asheville. And you touch on it in your song. So it's called, there's the ghost of Zealandia Castle. Is Did I pronounce that correctly? Uh, Zealandia Mansion. Mm-hmm. Zealandia, Zealandia Mansion. Castle. Yeah, yeah. And then Helen's Bridge. Yeah. So... And that's actually an intro to Helen's Bridge anyway. That song's like a little mini intro. So yeah, those are kind of the same tune. And yeah, so Helen's, but Helen's Bridge is a cool story. So the legend says, this is a the legend of the ghost, says that Helen was a guest at the Zealandia Mansion, which is still there, and that there was a fire and her infant child was killed in the fire and that she was so overcome by grief that she threw herself from the bridge and killed herself, and that now she wanders the mountainside looking for her lost child. And so they say that if you drive up to Helen's Bridge and park underneath the bridge and wait, that Helen will stop your engine so that you can't drive away. Ooh, Which, <laughs> yeah. 
Spooky, spooky. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, some of my buddies in high school definitely tried that. And one of them said that they experienced some spooky things up there. I don't know if it's true, but it's a, it makes for a fun story. It's one of Asheville's most Right. Never doubt, never doubt what they say, you know? It could have happened. <laughs> it's more it fun happened. to believe anyway, right? Because the Zealandia Mansion is now a museum in Asheville. Is that right? Is yeah, a, I think it's a building? Mu- and I know, well, I know they also have events there. You know, you can rent it out and kind of have a, an event venue. I haven't played there, but some of my friends have. Every once in a while, they'll have an event that has music. So do you have any local secrets, fun events that you've done over the years that you'd like to t- tell our listeners that if you're going to go to Asheville, you really should try to do this? Like the Video Music Awards is something that is definitely something I would love to go see because it'd be so special. But anything like that. So any of the Leaf Festivals are awesome. The Lake Eden Arts Festival, they have two at Camp Rockmont in the fall and the spring. And then usually they have one downtown in the summer. And all of those are just top notch. They also just opened a museum downtown that's like a musical installation kind of spot. So and, and what is what is the acronym for the Leaf Festival? Lake Eden Arts Festival. Lake, so Lake Eden Leaf, Arts Festival. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And for uh, the festival, what is it? It's it's artisans. Do they incorporate music and food and just everything? Yeah. So it's arts, culture, music. So they bring in awesome bands from all over the world, really. It's a it's a world music festival. Yeah. And then the one in the summer is more local Asheville artists. So they usually get a few, you know, headliners to kind of come in for the end of the, the evenings. But yeah, I mean, all kinds of just art. You know, it's, it's the kind of place where you can, especially, the you know, the, the fall and spring festivals, you camp out by this gorgeous lake in Black Mountain. And, you know, you wake up in your tent in the morning surrounded by the golden leaves of fall. And then there's, you know, a parade through the middle of the festival with like kids in paper mache masks and just like everybody's smiling. And uh, that sounds incredible. What's your favorite spot to go watch live music? I love the Isis Theater in West Asheville. It's a really great listening space where you can also get a really wonderfully cooked dinner from locally sourced food and great folks there run it, the Woodies. And then, of course, the Orange Peel is a great venue, you know, like that's a go-to for a lot of people. Well, Wendy, you're an absolutely beautiful guest. We do ask each one of our guests a favor. We ask them our rapid fire questions to educate our listeners on things in their lives and things that they've done on their bucket list and also about the city that they're from. So oh, yeah. do you mind answering a couple of questions for us? No, no, not at all. All right, great. So the first one is, have you ever completed something on your personal bucket list? And if so, what was it? Well, you know, I'd have to say my biggest, (laughs) I always dreamt of announcing my pregnancy with my first child in front of like a huge crowd. And I did that. I was on tour in Colorado and I got, it was a couple thousand people. We were playing this festival in downtown Boulder and I was three and a half months pregnant at that point, which you can announce it. And so I turned the camera out on the crowd and I had them scream, Whitney and Alan are having a baby. <laughs> and, that, and then posted it to social media. And that was like how I announced my pregnancy. That's fantastic. So all right, the next question is, and you live in one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, Asheville. But if you could live anywhere else in the world for a year, where would it be? Gosh, Argentina. Ah, a nice one. That's an upcoming podcast for us. We're Man, excited can I about go? <laughs> can we do that? Can we do our next thing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So Mendoza, the, I've heard a lot about, yeah, the wine region of Argentina. I speak fluent Spanish, so does my husband. So we we dream of taking the kids to live for a year in Argentina. Uh, now, you know, they have that Italian Spanish. It's got that Italian dialect to it. Oh, yeah. Which, which you do a lot better than us when you go, because we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a, that's a good choice. Argentina's gorgeous. That's yeah. right. All right. If you could travel with someone infamous or famous, alive or dead, who would it be? Oh, gosh. There's this show. It's like this digital Indiana Jones guy who takes these. It's called like Lost Cities or something like that. Okay. Lost Cities. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Is that a thing? Is that, yeah. is that a... Anyway, Albert Lynn, Lost Cities with Albert Lynn. Lost Cities with Albert Lynn. And he takes these, like, this fancy digital tech, and he can go to ancient sites and, like, see areas underground that, that they haven't uncovered yet. And it'd be really fun to, like, go with him somewhere most in the middle like, of the Pacific. And, like, you know. Most people say, like, Julia Roberts and President Obama. So that's a really good oh. one. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to pres- travel with Obama. Don't get me I wrong. Know, right? All right. <laughs> we did have a Matthew McConaughey. I was like, huh. Oh, yeah. He'd be fun. <laughs> he just wrote a new book, I hear. So. Yeah, he did. It's yeah, pretty yeah, intense yeah. from what I hear. I haven't read it, but yeah. Okay. Next question. When you're packing for a trip, what is something you pack that may surprise our listeners? Battery-operated Christmas lights. Okay. And, wh- and, wh- and why? I got to ask why. Yeah. <laughs> did it just create instant ambiance? So like just it's a very small little little string of Christmas lights. And I've found, you know, I lived in I lived in Europe and I lived in Mexico and I spent years on the road traveling and I learned how to just take this tiny little, I don't know, care package of ambiance with me so that I could take some crappy <laughs> corner of somebody's garage that I was hanging a hammock and toss a couple of things up that instantly made it feel homey. What a great suggestion. That's, <laughs> that, that is definitely a destination everywhere first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how often you're going to be sleeping in someone's corner garage in a hammock, but <laughs> 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 that comes up for musicians. <laughs> right. Great. And then finally, what is your most memorable experience in Asheville? And I'm sure you have thousands. Can you pick one? Oh, yeah, that's hard. Because of course, because I'm from here, having my children. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that happened here. Playing, you know, music related. I got to play Bel Share the last year that it happened, which was a big music festival that we had in Asheville that my father helped create in the early 80s. And so it was cool to get to play the last one like before it disappeared because it had been here at that point for, you know, I don't know, 20 years or 30 years or something. What's the math on that? Yeah. So that was really fun. And Downtown After Five, also as a festival that we have here on Fridays in the summer, we have music down on Lexington Avenue and playing that was really awesome. And I was like eight months pregnant, I think. So that was an adventure. Um, (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) So listeners, Whitney Moore from The Queen Bee and The Honey Lovers. She's uh, whenever you're in Asheville, make sure you look her up. And uh, Whitney, where can they find you on social media? So if someone's headed their way, they can they can see if you're going to be playing. So we're at Queen Bee Swing on all the things, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and then the website is queenbeeswing.com. And we do keep a calendar updated there. And of course, on our, you know, Instagram social pages. And for our listeners who sign up for the giveaway, Whitney and her uh, band are offering a swag bag of merchandise with CDs and downloads and 
also a mask cover. So thank you for that as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't this so cool? Yeah, it's very Our friend cool. Dora Bella Handcrafts makes these stamped bee masks that... that I uh, love that. Yeah. I think those really, are wonderful. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll show you a CD. We have a CD here. That's my grandmother on the cover. Oh, how beautiful. Picture from her. Yeah. What a wonderful memory. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, we look forward to hearing more about you guys and following you. We definitely wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time we're in Asheville. Yeah, look us up when you're here. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. So that wraps up our show around Asheville, North Carolina, which we love. We hope you got some great tips, both from where to stay to who to listen to, to all the great activities in and around Asheville. Some of my favorites, I definitely want to go when they're having the gingerbread competition at the Grove Park Inn. Todd, what are some things you want to do next time you go to Asheville? Well, definitely want to go spend more time at the Grove Park Inn. I loved hearing about it. Barack Obama's golf clubs are there and the gingerbread competition, I think is well, just- Well, 10 presidents have stayed there. That's 10 presidents cool. have stayed there. There's so much history and I, and I love history. I absolutely love it, but I really want to check out this gingerbread competition with the pastry chefs coming from great distances and then have them on display. I just think it's pretty amazing. So I definitely want to go visit that. Yeah, and Whitney was, um, I mean, she was just- Fantastic. So if you're going to go to Asheville, make sure you look up the Queen Bee. Queen Bee and the Honey Lovers. Queen Bee and the Honey Lovers and see where they're playing and, and, and meet Whitney and let her know that you found out about her on Destination Everywhere. But she's a joy and what a beautiful voice. And bring your dance shoes because it is swing music. And, you know, her voice is just really, really unique. I absolutely loved it. I'm glad that she sang for us. It kind of gives you an idea of the type of music that she's she's making. But just go out and have fun. Put your dancing shoes on. Go do a swing thing. Go to Asheville and have a great time. And just have a great time. There's so much to do. And again, it's changing all the time. So if you want the old Asheville, you've got that to enjoy. And if you want the new Asheville, you've got that to enjoy. So... Go with your parents and your grandparents. Everybody will have a, a good time. Highly recommend it. Thanks, everybody. Well, that wraps up this episode of Destination Everywhere. We'd like to thank a couple of people who helped make this happen. We have Chris Jordan, our copywriter, Annie Fernandez, our creative director, and the amazing Lauren Campbell, our podcast producer. So please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast platform or visit us at www.destination-everywhere.com. And if there's something you'd like us to do research on, a place that you'd like to go or visit, let us know. So we look forward to you joining us next time on Destination Everywhere. Safe travels. You've just tuned in to another episode of Destination Everywhere with travel and hospitality entrepreneurs, Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. To access the show notes and other helpful resources, visit destination-everywhere.com. Join us again next week for another bucket list filled show as we feature another travel-worthy destination. Until next time, travel well and be safe out there.